there. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Jones. Welcome to Mission Audition. We are pumped for this episode. We are so excited. In fact, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? This is absolutely, oh, oh my goodness, it's all about back being. Back in studio. Yeah, but, but being a brand voice and back in the studio. Uh, you might recall our last episodes were all live. So for those of you who are at Voice World, thank you so much for coming out. That was a great time. Uh, and again, here we are in the studio. I've got Juliana, as you know, and Randy is over here. He's engineering. We're going to have a lot of fun because today we've got Bradford Hastings with us. This is so cool. Bradford, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi, hello. Thank you very much. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Ready to roll. (laughs) Yeah. So, Bradford, um, I know that there are some people out there who may not know you as well as we do. And uh, there are a couple of things I did want to highlight before I asked you to share more about yourself. So, the first thing, which I think is super amazing, and we just had the great privilege of actually meeting your dog, is that you have a fantastic dog. And he is in your headshot on your website. (laughs) Just the most phenomenal. Like, And his name is cool, too. So, could you tell us a bit about your dog? Sure. Sure. I will talk about my dog for the entire duration of the podcast if you want. That's um, okay. No, he is a, he is seven years old. His name is Admiral Cabbage von Slobbernoggin. Um, and he is a boxer. Um, he is everything in the world to me. Yeah, he's in every picture. You know, they always tell you when you do your website, you know, g- lead with what you know and also make it personal. And, and to me, my dog literally is everything to me. So, you know, I was like, let's just run with it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so cabbage is, is everything. Uh, my license plate is cabbage, um, which I went to the DMV and they were like, what would you like a personal plate? And I was like, how many letters? They're like seven. I was like, C A B B A G. I'm like, try cabbage. It'll never work because there's got to be some <laughs> vegan out there that like took cabbage. She's like, it's available. I have never laughed so hard and for so long. Like just driving home, and I came home, and what did I do? I got the dog, and I was like, I've got your name as my license plate. So, Aw, yeah, sure he appreciated that. Yep. But we know that you were more than just a dog owner, and certainly a loving one sure. at that. But Bradford, tell us about your journey. Where did you start in voiceover, and um, how has your career been so far? Okay. Uh, I mean, technically, it's you know, you, you it's hard to say where voiceover started. Like officially, I guess I started in radio in 1994 um, in Austin, Texas, um, and then um, uh, moved to LA. And realized I had no other skill set other than talking. And uh, a friend of my mom's daughter was a casting director. And she was like, you should try voiceover. Now, here's the hilarious thing. I was like, what's that? And she was like, you did radio for how long? Do you understand people make those commercials, right? And I was like, no. It like never crossed my mind. And so fundamentally, I, I, I made a shift and... Things didn't really kind of take off. I did a few things, a couple of national spots, which was super lucky. And so then, unfortunately, my father passed away. Uh, but that also gave me an opportunity uh, to pursue the dream that I had always had of going to Berkeley College of Music in Boston um, and studying recording engineering and songwriting. Just always wanted to do it. So I did. And then after that, moved back to Austin. Was still doing the music stuff, mm-hmm. but also doing the voiceover stuff. That started to take off a little bit more. Then voiceover started just more and more and more and more. Uh, moved back to L.A. to really kind of get into the system. That's when it sort of just began to really dig in for me. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've been doing this for about 20 years, 25 years. That's wonderful. And then, yeah, now it's now I'm now I'm here, you know, doing doing it still, doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah. 
I mean, a little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work, a little bit of it kind of chose you, it sounds like, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you, it is. It's one of those things. Uh, it's funny because you don't notice it at the time, or at least I didn't notice it at the time. But now that I look back, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like um, Slumdog Millionaire, like everything that I did kind of led to this. You know, all of the things that, that mm-hmm. I was doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, performance wise, acting wise, um, playing around with voices, you know, and, and the people that I knew and the, the relationships I had, it sort of just all ended up here for a reason, mm-hmm. whether I Absolutely. wanted it to or not. All right. So uh, I think we need to get into the auditions now. Ooh. We have eight auditions today. Um, as is our custom, we will go through each one individually. Uh, in the middle, we will have our moments of commentary. And usually we will throw to our guest first and Bradford will be giving his thoughts at first. And so when we get to the end, and as we all know, uh, you know, we're not going to say who wins because Julian and I don't know. The only person who knows is Bradford Hastings today. So, um, you know, get your pen and paper ready. You might want to take some notes as we go through some of these auditions and uh, see if you can pick up some tips along the way, because no doubt there's going to be a whole bunch of them that you'll want to just put into practice the next time you hop into your studio. All right. So we're going to talk about this job posting and the job here. It's calling for male voice. This is for an Internet video. We're looking at um, the agriculture business, um, you know, building and construction. Uh, You know, this is a non commercial brand video. It's going to live on a client's YouTube channel. So this everyman voice, Juliana, tell us what do we need to do or what do we need to hear from these gentlemen uh, that would help us to, to get into the mindset of this everyman and how can they best persuade us? Sure, definitely. So think, like you said, every man, strong and confident, but also relatable. We want you to be conversational, real, authentic, and very important is to make sure that your timing is right. You want your lands, your lines to land. Yeah, there's a lot of like just, you know, hard work going on here. So anyway, uh, without further ado, we are going to queue up our first audition. We'll see what uh, this gentleman is bringing to the table. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on, when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. What a good script. I'm so excited. Like, What do you think, Bradford? So, ultimately on this one... uh, you know, there's always those watchwords, conversational, authentic, every man. They mean almost nothing, realistically, because what they're set, what those three words to me says, be yourself, be you, don't be anybody else, be you, because you are every man or every woman, or you are authentic, you are, you know, conversational. And that's that's a fundamental thing I think people have a lot of a hard time with is is actually accepting their voice is the right voice no matter no matter what this guy does a really good job of sort of being who he is and and it, at least I'm getting that sense the drawbacks are he's rushing through the script there's times to ignore punctuation and times not to and he missed some spots that he could really dig in and and kind of chew on the copy a little bit um, and and show his personality. Well, I guess I was wondering what parts of the script would you dig into and why? Well, I think the 
you know, if you're looking at it, getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th day straight on the 14th day, 14th straight day on when you and your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. There's a lot right there to just chew on. So mm-hmm. you, you can fundamentally look at it as getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you as one thought. Right. And then and the crickets becomes, you know, it, it frames that whole thing. They're painting a picture. They're painting a really beautiful picture. And if you just rush over that, you're missing it. On the 14th straight day on, that gives you so much because now you're tired. Now there's something you're, you're gaining all of this energy and, and, and perspective when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. That tells me not only is the 14th straight day on, but I've been working hard that whole time. So, you know, and, and that's the fundamental thing. It's me doing this. Uh, you know, I need to be able to personify this. I'm not just pointing at somebody going, I understand the perspective is you're getting up in the morning and I'm pointing at you. But the reality is I have to have empathy for those things. So, you know, it can't just be getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on, comma, when your muscles are tight, comma, and your skin is bruised. No, nobody cares. But if it's more of like, you know, getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised like all of a sudden do you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying like you bring mm-hmm. some pers- you, you bring some personality to those lines um and then because those that's how you get into the script and then the strong worker isn't out there getting to get fame or glory that's a nice qualifying statement that tells you what we're about as a client um the strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades now we're looking at you um, they don't, you know, saying you're, you're that person, you're quality people. Um, they don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did or didn't get done. The strong worker works. Um, and I found that most of the auditions, the, the strong worker works line, most of them got it to me. It's very much the strong worker pause works because we've done this whole list. The strong worker isn't the strong worker. Doesn't they don't leave at the end of the day. Here's what they do do. The strong worker works. You know what I mean? We're contrasting that with everything we're saying they don't do. And so mm-hmm. to me, you know, if you miss any of that stuff, you're missing stuff to dig into. That's that's all I'm talking about, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like you're missing all the setup that makes that last line land so much because you have that contrast. Right. So it's not just the last line. It's like everything before it that makes that so much more powerful. Every line in every commercial either refers to a line before it or a line after. No line is an island. Not even a tag, but even like a tag where it's just like so-and-so insurance. Like even that is is referencing everything that we said before. So no line is ever an island. There's a reason for that. And if you realize that there's a reason for every line in every spot, even poorly written ones, then you can bring life to it because then you can bring a perspective to it. And hopefully it's yours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So well said. Wonderful. Well, we have audition number two right now. Getting up in the morning. When the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on. When your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. So, yeah, the thing, he missed the last line. The strong worker works. He kind of just... You, you see what I'm saying? It sort of kind of washes over mm-hmm. it. Um, so this guy, to me, comes from radio. Um, it, it this is uh, These are my pure conjecture. I don't know who this person is. Um, but, you know, that delivery, the strong worker works, that sort of scooping, 
up and down, lilted sort of uh, pattern of speech, uh, really over enunciated a lot of words, which is going to keep you from sounding conversational. It's just going to destroy that whole, you know, descriptor and direction. So my first suggestion to him would be flatten out all the all the pitches and just kind of relax. Let it let it just be what it is. Um, but what he does have is that that folksy sound, which which mm. can which can really get you into a lot of really cool spots. A lot of a lot of these auditions, they've they've got sort of they've got their idea down. They've got they've got the text under them. You know, they've gotten to that level where they they know what they're reading and they're comprehending it, but they're missing bringing in themselves and being able to go, who am I in this? Who am I talking to? Who am I? And and how do I feel about it? There's this idea that they read these things like every man, authentic, conversational, and they're like, who is that? Well, no, that isn't anybody. That's you. And who are you in relation to those things? That's what's important. Um, mm-hmm. and, Absolutely. And so I think he brings that folksy sort of thing, but I think he missed out on sort of that real person. A, a, a thing that I like to do with students is I send them the line, let's get ready to rumble. And I say, read it. And every single one of them does the same thing, which is they read it like the guy says it. And I'm like, that's, but that's the point. You heard it that way. So now you're just being that guy. What I want you to do is read it like you. And that's the hardest part because we're seeing these words that aren't ours and we're being asked to say them as ourselves. So that becomes the challenge. How do we make these words that aren't ours, ours? <laughs> but you know what I mean? So it's like that idea. Yeah. But having that having that attitude of it's not that important because it's not. It really isn't. Take the pressure off yourself. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, you don't have to do it perfectly. You just have to do it. You just have to do it and do it as you and you're good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the reason the coach would hire you isn't because you sound like or a client would hire you isn't because you sound like somebody else. It's because you sound like you. Like, that's why they go through and they listen to the auditions like, oh, does that exactly match the voice I had pictured in my head? Yes or no. And if you sound like everybody else and everybody else isn't what they're looking for, like, you you know, you got to be you. You have to be. I really like that. Nobody else can be you. I, I treat my career sort of like a like a linebacker in the NFL. Just keep your feet moving. Just keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. some point in time, somebody's going to hire you for something, and you're going to do that. You know, it gets you it gets you paid, which is great, and it it validates you as an artist. But ultimately, keep the, you can't rest on it. You can't go. <laughs> I did a regional spot for a theater company. I'm amazing. No, like do another one. Do more. Mm-hmm. Do as many as you can. Keep going. Yep. Definitely. Something that we need to remember also is, yes, be yourself, be all those great things that you said when you're interpreting script. But you also have to remember that you as the voice artist are not the hero. Like it's the listener, the audience, the person that you're trying to help to persuade. So any thoughts on that, especially with a read like this? Do you feel anyone right now that we've heard so far has actually put the audience member as the hero or are they themselves trying to be the hero? Well, I think that goes back to my point of no spot comes from negativity. You're all you should always be coming from a place of. Maybe not necessarily specifically you are the hero, but more of just like there is a hero here. The hero could be the product and you might be the representative of that product. But with regard to this, to me, the hero in this story is that person who's getting up in the morning. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's always a hero. 
uh, in every spot. And I think, like I said, that comes from that whole, you know, that helps you get to that place of everything. Every spot is written from a positive, positive place instead of a negative place. So bringing some of that in when you can is is always helpful. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to audition number three. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets of a 14th day on, when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. Strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. It's funny to me that how important this first line is. The way he read that first line is kind of, was kind of stilted and, 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 and weird to me. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets. On the 14th straight day on, when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The, you know, the, it just seems a little odd to me um, that he chose to ignore all the commas and put one in in a place that could have just been, you know, it might have been a breath. It might have been something. But he also had that folksy sound to him. Um, I'm going to say he has a background in radio. Uh, and, you know, it's not neither a bad nor a good thing, but I will say it took me five years to get radio out of my voice and consciously mm -hmm. working and working and working and working at it because the watchword of the day is conversational. Getting some coaching to 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 help get that out of your voice will pay dividends. Do you have a favorite tip that you uh, used to... Uh to get out of your radio voice? If if you're talking, you're being physical. And if you're not doing any of this when you're in the booth, you're missing out on, on a lot of stuff. If you're not moving your hands or, or doing whatever. But really checking in with who you are when you're having a conversation. If you're having an emotion, if you're finding you're very happy, just check in really quick. What does that feel like here and here? But yeah, checking in with yourself, listening to commercials, listening to people having conversations and how they talk, that the, that's the key. That's that's everything because you need to be a student of the world. You need to be a student of of conversation and you need to be a student of uh, you know, uh, speaking. Yeah, it almost sounds like you need to be a student of listening as well. Like that's like half as important as the yeah, being able to deliver. 100%. And it's so funny yeah, you were talking about when you uh, when you say your name, you're getting to that mindset. And it's crazy how you use that same thinking for when you're trying to be these these other characters. Like, that's such a great idea. It works for you both ways when you're aware of it. And that's just it. It's all about being aware of what makes you that voice, like this voice. Yeah, I just really like that tip because yeah. I can see myself. And the hand thing, I've been recording these premium, these webinars weekly, and I can see myself in the camera as I'm going and like my hands are like up here and I'm like pausing and I'm like into what I'm saying and I'm just going to my, and then I listened back to it and I was like, I feel like that's some of my best performance when I'm just like totally not even thinking about the copy. I'm just like trying my best to talk to people. And that's, that's so much of what voiceovers are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I use those tips all the time, actually. They're great ones. Yeah. I try and I try and stay away from words like performance, especially when you're talking about that. When you're when you're moving towards more natural, it's like, yes, I, I see what you mean when you say it's some of my best performance because you're recording, you're doing a podcast, you're doing a thing. Mm. It is, quote unquote, a performance. But if, if I was teaching you, I would go, let's stay away from that word because it automatically puts you in the mindset of acting. Whereas I would rather you just go, wow, that sounded supernatural. That was when I wasn't thinking about where my hands were or what I was doing. And that's when it becomes effortless. And that's when you see a great actor. Listening is also important because if you're working in a session and a director says something, you have to hear it. Listening is 
key. And so silence in a session for, for me, after doing a bunch of sessions where I would record, obviously, you know, uh, I do a phone session. So I'm recording and I'm hearing myself as they're talking. The first few sessions, I never shut up. They were like, okay, so, you know, that was a great take. What we need more is, I'm like, you need me to like smile it up a little bit. And I would just cut them off and I would talk too much. And now literally it's just blocks of me reading the script and then silence as I just listen to what they say, because you'll miss stuff and you'll become difficult to work with and you won't get Mm -hmm. called back. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you listen really well and you are directable, you will always get called back. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, that takes the pressure off you as well. Yep. You don't have to be thinking like a voiceover actor and a director. You just have to be the voiceover actor. Yeah. Yeah. Just be the vessel. So I I feel like I owe you for the tips that you just gave me. Um, How much is the coaching fee? (laughs) Because I'll be using those later. $85,000. Um, per, no problem. Per, per I'll minute. just make the I'll make the check out to um, uh, Cabbage Admiral Cabbage Von Slobbernoggin. Yeah. So, yes, totally. Ma'am. No problem. It's in the mail. Good. My goodness, so many good tips in here. Yeah. This is going to be an hour long episode if we don't keep moving. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm going to move us along. That's okay. No problem. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm sure that will Randy will probably take some stuff out in post. So, um, okay. So or not or, or not? <laughs> just, no, yeah. because it's just a, it's amazing what is being said. So anyway, but but yeah. That's all good. We got to keep going, though, because people want to hear our next auditioner. This is audition number four. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th day straight on, when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they didn't get done. The strong worker works. What am I going to say? Mm-hmm. How do you do? S- smile. Um, again, so first things first, when I hear his voice, the first thing I think of, and I think if if you listen to the world, the first thing you hear is law and order. Um, you know, these are the things of the such, you know, like whatever the, whatever that intro is. And, and the thing is that last line, the strong worker works. You can make that line. You can, he could say that line the way he said it. The strong worker works. But because he said the whole spot before it, just like it, that line no longer has any real meaning. To me, the strong worker works. If your choice was, I'm going to make it very serious. The strong worker works. Well, then what that tells me is I need to kind of lighten up beforehand. Otherwise, everything's going to sound really dark. So, you know, so they don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did or did not get done. The strong worker works so like i can bring it down but i've started up here which makes this line that slows down and gets darker actually stand out more whereas if i read everything that way that line almost doesn't exist do you um when you're looking at a script do you have to because you're talking about making sure you know like if this is going to be quieter and make this louder do you go through and mark it up no. before you do an audition or is that just now is that just because you've been doing this for so long it, it helps it definitely helps but no the thing for me is I'm not super conscious of breaking down the script right away because I want to read it through at first and see if I can see where the natural beats are for me. So, and, and, and yes, that is because of time. I've been doing this a very long time and you can kind of understand how scripts get written. Um, but something like this, when I'm looking at a script, the first thing I do is I read through it and I record that read through just in case I have it and and in case I want to listen back and go, all right, where did I pause and where did I naturally take a breath or, you know, did I, did I add a word somewhere 
or take out a word and, you know, just make sure, just see how it sounds uh, as naturally as possible, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I liked what you said. Absolutely makes sense. Uh, I really liked what you said about being able to look into your own life, for examples, and, and your your friend's father. Like, that's a real picture and an image that's it's clearly imprinted on not only your mind, but your heart, right? Oh, yeah. Whenever we talk from our heart, then then the real you will come out. And, and that's something that will make your read distinctive. Never mind, it just feels better and is easier to do. But it actually will set you apart because no one has exactly the same memories or experiences or or things that, um, you know, they've they've people they've known um, in their life. And if you can draw on something that is really core to who you are and also, uh, you know, just has a, a connection, then uh, that's something that no one else can replicate. Right. Yeah, I, I was doing a session for the California Health Board or something uh, last week, and I was reading a bunch of wild lines about something called valley fever, which apparently is horrible. Um and one of the wild lines was valley fever killed my dog. Now, we've already discussed how fundamentally important my dog is to my life. And I had to bring that in. I had to bring that in and I had to know that it wasn't they weren't going it wasn't going to hurt me to be vulnerable. It wasn't going to hurt me to, you know, pretend like, you know, valley fever literally killed my dog. And so I put myself in that position of what would it feel like if something in it, you know, just inexplicably took my dog from me and I'm feeling it now just by thinking about it and like, no, no, no. But that's, but that's the thing. I have access. I have access to that though. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't. Their first inclination is when they have a real emotion is to push it away. Mine is to go, bring it, bring it. Okay. Where is it? Where does it feel? What do I, how do I feel? Because I know at some point in time I'm going to need that again. And so I, and I said the line and the director was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, I got a dog. Like, I get it. Like, and, you know, it's it is a little bit crazy, quote unquote, to like go from that real true emotion of something killed my dog. And then once the line's over, then pull out of it and just go, OK, cool. What do you need? You know, it, it can be it can feel a little weird to some people. I, I'm used to it. and Maybe I'm insane. Well, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I think it, it goes back to if you have seen um, the movie Inside Out uh-huh. and just the idea of having core memories yep. and, and to know that you are safe enough to pull it out. It's, it's, it's OK to go there because you know what your limits are and you know how to express it in a way that you can still control that emotion when you're reading a script. Yeah. And these are all the reasons why when we say voice acting is so much more than reading words off a page. It's not There's voice so reading. Much. It's voice yeah. acting. If it was yeah. voice reading, everybody could do it. Yeah. You need, oh. and, and, you know, that's the thing. You need to be able to read and comprehend. Now it's like now you've got to invest in it. Now you've got to believe that for that 30, 60, 15 seconds, whatever it is, what you're saying is true. What you're saying is true and it's what you believe and it's and it's in your life. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to move on to audition number five. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day. When your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker is not there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. So this, I, 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 like, I like the tone of his voice. Um, I would like it a little more positive, but I, but I also get where he's coming from. He has this has sort of the opposite problem of the other ones, wherein he sees a period or he sees a comma and he falls into it. 
And then he goes on to the next sentence. And and to me, it loses. It still has to have momentum. Instead of falling in and leaving that space, it also created sort of this cadence of him talking about things. And all of a sudden, as mm-hmm. a listener, I am expecting the silence. And so finding ways to break that up tools and and having those little tools and tricks and tips to like break those those habits up there's a melancholy and a mellowness to to his voice that i that i like with regard to this spot but i do feel like his pacing could have been up a little bit more yeah that was a great yeah i like that one it's a good actionable tip mm-hmm. and plus like i like that as we're going on the things that you've been saying i can start to hear in the the voiceover so as soon as this guy started talking i was like oh he sounds sad yeah, it, yeah. but I, I see what he was saying he's not trying to be sad he's just trying to like give it that seriousness and like what a fine line to walk between you know you don't want to be too happy but you don't want to be too somber you don't want to be too serious but you still want to keep the pace like yeah i can see and like this is why you know having somebody who has a trained ear is so helpful especially when you're new because there's nothing wrong with the fact that you just don't know that like that's what's going on with your read but once you have a couple coaching sessions and you've got that voice in the back of your head saying okay this is what you're doing okay this is what you need to be doing like you can apply those kinds of uh, tips to like so many different kinds of voiceovers that you're you're doing and it's just it's really awesome to see the talent that we're listening to just kind of like get better and better as as we're going on I'm really enjoying yeah and the critiques that are coming in are so uh just like genuine yeah, like, I used, oh wow, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I used to have a teacher that almost every time I read when I first started out, who would always at the end of my read would go, "Why are you so mad at me?" And and it's and that's the thing you have to understand. You're talking to to people in their cars or wherever. If you don't smile, if you don't come from a place of lightness, at least a little bit, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, "Wow, that person's like super mad at me," or or they're just angry. Yeah. And that's never going to sell a product in the right way. Um, yeah. So you know, now painting a picture from a place of of where he's where this guy's coming from is great. Again, I like I like his mindset of it's 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 delicate. There's a delicateness that mm-hmm. he's trying to bring of, you know, it's early morning. This guy's getting up. It's 14 straight days on. I I, I you know, he's tired and he's coming from that place, but he's he's missing a little bit of the pacing. He's also missing a little bit of that lightness. Like, yeah, he's getting up early and it is tough, but you got to allude to the fact that coming up is something really good. Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of people's emotional places, like the number of talent that I've talked to who are like, I'm just not booking. What's going on? How can you help me? And I'm like, of course. And we go through everything and they're doing all the right things. And then we're, we're just chatting and they're like, yeah, you know, I actually had a really hard month. Like this and this happened in my right. personal life. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Like, do you think that maybe they're like, you know what? I think that that's what's affecting me. And I was like, yeah, it it does. It comes through. And like being able to, like when you walk into your studio, like put whatever is happening at the door and just like be whatever that script or whomever you need to be in that script is not easy. And I, I yeah. applaud people who like put their personal stuff aside and like come to work. And it's not just voice actors who have to do that. Like we all have to do that. Sure. And when you have to work, you got to work. You got to put things in a little box and keep going with whatever you're doing. I learned it by dating my co-host in radio. And, <laughs> and, we, and we broke up and we still had to work together. So, oh, yeah. 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 But we did it, you know, and that was the thing. We both yeah, had the understanding that, look, we got to work together and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was not easy, but you, you do it and you do. You know, I would suggest anybody that's not that's having a tough time and, and that's their mindset. Get a dog. No, I'm just kidding. Um, or a cat. No, cats. Just an animal. Cats. Are- oh, come on. Kate. Okay, I have two cats. One's name is Millie and one's name is Lily. 
And they are the cutest nice. things. They bring me so much joy. I had a yeah. cat. I had a but cat it's just named, it. You get whatever works for you. I had a cat named Hendrix for who lived 21 years. Wow. No, cats are yep. fine. Dogs are better, but whatever. We'll just fight about it later. It's fine. <laughs> As someone who was raised in a household that had cats and many cats, um, I, I do lean more toward cats, but everyone has their own preference. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I know I could talk about pets <laughs> yep. all day. I'll, we'll I know. Yeah. Yeah, that, no. it's, it's a fun topic, yeah, but we've got another audition. This is audition number six. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on. When your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. So he's got some great gravitas in his voice, that 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 rumble. Um, this to me is more of like a promo read. Um, there's intensity in it. I think, though, however, this is probably coming from a place of this is somebody who has some sort of broadcasting experience or, or, or what have you, and they see something like this and they see promo. You know, and that because that that's this that's this promo guy where he is just sort of telling you what's what, and there's no real emotion to it. There's no there's gravitas, and there's that you know, but there's no kindness in there. And and with something like this, you have to have, as we said, empathy for this person who has worked 14 straight days on. Their muscles are tight. Their skin is bruised. We wouldn't tell you that unless it was important. And you have to decide whether it's important because. You know, it's showing they're tough and then you can come from that place or it. we're telling you that because we're, we want you to empathize with their pain. We want you to understand that this is what they do. This is hard for them. The problem that this one has is not being what the direction calls for, which is relatable. It's certainly confident. It's certainly strong. It could be considered real and authentic if that's how he reads, but it's certainly not conversational, every man or relatable. There are multiple lines in here that you need to land. And, and I think he just kind of missed out on bringing some lightness and, and humanity to it, which is why I say it sounds a little more promo. Mm-hmm. I just want to circle back to the Hal Reine read you referred to from earlier. Is mm-hmm. that read capable of having the empathy and the uh, kind of what you were hoping to hear as well? Or is it because it, from what I understand, and I've heard that about this read for um, well over a decade now, is that it's a very flat read and there isn't a lot of emotion. The uh, range, I also come from music, so mm-hmm. it, there's not a lot of fluctuation in terms of pitch. So how would that one stack up? Because you said it could work for this spot but uh you know how does that differ from what you've just um said about this fellow's read so how you're talking about how reiny is what you're talking about right yes um, yeah i mean the how reiny read to me is it's super folksy there's it's it's very much more like um it would be a read very similar to uh like so this guy is very getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on that's how he's reading it how reiny to me would be more of like a getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised there's that folksy sort of lilt to it yeah, yeah, I think it does. It's just funny because I remember someone saying it was more of a flat sort of read before, but that doesn't sound to me like it would be. 
No, I think they might. If if they're saying he's flat, I, I don't hear him as flat. I hear um, the guy who did the rest of the story, and now the rest of the story. Uh, I forget. Yes. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Thank you. He can come off a little flat because there was a Budweiser commercial not too long ago where he was like, "Now we think of a farmer, and the farmer did this." And he did this. He's still folksy because of the just the timbre of his voice, but his delivery is a little more fl- flat and 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 sort of punchy, I guess. Mm. Um, very statement of fact. That's great. Now, for someone who doesn't exactly have your voice type, but wants to have the same sort of, I guess, model for their own voice, uh, like who else would be another example? of that read like if you were to point to another celebrity down home folksy but not your specific voice type down home folksy but not my voice type yeah. um you know because that's the thing my the that gravitas that that lower register kind of lends itself to it but john krasinski is very very uh folksy you know the insurance commercials insurance mm-hmm. you know he he basically defined that whole conversational thing that's when you started seeing the insurance commercials and those insurance commercials basically set the tone for everything that's come since i think because you see john krasinski as a reference all the time and it's almost always referencing that that sort of insurance we do this we're not selling you anything you also had uh justin long in the mac commercials i'm mac that's pc blah 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 you know shrug the shoulders it is what it is and not trying to sell you anything i'm just giving you the facts we sell computers if you want one great if you don't that's fine too <laughs> um you know but we'd really like you to buy one um but you know so so it's justin long has sort of a folksy sort of sound to him um joseph gordon levitt um can go that way you know folksy just means you know being honest being true it can mean Sam Elliott, you know, they're going to talk like this and I'm going to let you know what the truth is. But it can also just be me going, man, I remember that time there was a porch swing and she looked beautiful. Like, you know, you can it depends, you know, how you where you want to go with it. Yeah, I was wondering when Sam Elliott would make an appearance and there he is. I, I got, so perfect. I get a lot. Yeah, I get a lot good. of Sam Elliott stuff. Which is always fun. I was gonna yeah. say when you were talking about the spring, the porch swing, I was like, "Oh, I'm right there." Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, goosebumps. Yeah, that was awesome. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And I suspect that to be able to access that kind of Sam Elliottish sort of voice, the earlier it is in the morning, the better. Always, <laughs> I always, book, I always book those spot, those sessions at like eight in the morning. You know, yeah, earlier in the morning when it's when I can have that in in my voice for sure. My mom used, my mom always said to me one time we were we were out to dinner and she's like. I can always tell when you think the waitress is attractive. And I was like, why? And she goes, because you're talking to me. And then you go, yes, I would like to have, um, I'm thinking about having a, you know, she's like, your voice gets like two octaves lower. And I was like, really? Okay. I didn't notice. I had, I had noticed mom. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's funny. All right. So let's move on to audition number seven. Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. So, first line, he missed missed a beat. I think he just kind of rushed through it a little bit. Uh, But man, what a great voice for something like this. Mm -hmm. This is very much that... Coors the banquet beer like he has that gravitas and he has that 
folksy sounding thing going on but it notice it doesn't sound intense and angry and furrowed brow it just sounds like he's narrating a a, a, a scene and that's how this should sound um i really i really like this one um i think that I think he can probably do with a little less processing if we're going to get into the technical stuff. I think mm-hmm. he could probably um, or or back off the mic a little bit because your processing can do a couple of things. It can work against you. If you have too much compression, no matter how conversational you are, you're going to sound like you're on a radio and you're going to sound like a DJ. Even if you're talking normally, if you're super compressed, it's going to just it'll fight you. Um but at the same time, if you're super on the mic also that you're just bringing in all this low end, if you pull off a little bit and you let the air surround you, it's going to sound a little more human because we don't hear people talking to us like this. You know, we hear people talking to us from here. So I would suggest maybe a take two for him being a little more animated and and uh, a little more a little less a little less uh, you know gravitas um, if he can find a way to sort of take it out of his voice and lighten things up a little bit I think if he gave a take two that was a little more animated and a little lighter I think the the director or, or the casting director could look at those two takes and go all right even if I need something in the middle I know he can get there um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing you, you you're trying to make the casting director not work too hard do you help your students with this with their home studio and like what it should look like, what it should sound like, what their editing should look like. Absolutely. I will. I okay. will. If, if that's, that, that is certainly something that they want, you know, to understand. I've, you know, as I said, I've built recording studios, uh, the booth I'm in right now I built. Um, and so, yeah, I have no problem. I'm very comfortable in that area. Uh, so I have no problem. I tell my students, you know, I have no problem with them sending me audio during the week and that we can talk about it, you know, the next time we get together. Um, or, you know, I can evaluate it if they're like, Hey, how does this sound? And we can have that conversation. So, yeah. Totally. That's helpful. I know that's one of the biggest things that new voice or any voice actor can struggle with is how does their home studio sound? Sometimes you don't realize you have room noise because you're so used to it. So it's good to know that that's a big part of what you can do for people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good tips. Nice to know that you can also consult on the audio as well. Sure. So now we have our last audition, audition number eight. Getting up early in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they didn't get done. The strong worker works. Mm, What a great last sentence. Yeah, and that's there's that folksy sort of vibe. He's a little... uh, He's... uh, My mom's calling me. Um... Mom, I have to call you back. Okay, bye. The, uh, I, I hope nobody's in trouble. <laughs> the, uh, so he's got that, the, but he, he's got that nice Hal Reiny sort of folksy thing. It's very loose. It's very easy for him. Um, I love the read. Yeah, it's that, it is that folksy down home. He does definitely sounds like he's salt of the earth kind of guy, which mm-hmm. is, which is a great quality, which is, you know, going to help a lot with a lot yeah. of different reads. Perfect for, sure. for this script too. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wonderful. Well, we are now at the end of the show where it is your great honor and privilege to pick a winner. So, Bradford, who is going to walk away with today's mission audition? Um, It was tough, you know, after listening. To, so I listened to them all before and then I'm now I'm listening to them again sort of under the microscope here. Um, it was tough. I, 
I think I I love I like I like number eight, but I think I got to go with number seven. Um, I just nice. I like I I really liked his. It was good overall. I think he was there. Um, I think it just needed to kind of like I said. I, I think that was the one where it was like just that second take could be uh mm-hmm. be a little bit different. But yeah, I like number seven a lot. All right. Well, Randy, can we hear audition number seven once more? Getting up in the morning when the only thing stirring is you and the crickets on the 14th straight day on, when your muscles are tight and your skin is bruised. The strong worker isn't out there to get fame or glory. The strong worker doesn't show up for trophies or accolades. They don't leave at the end of the day wondering if anyone noticed what they did not get done. The strong worker works. Yeah. Again, there's there's a couple of small things, but... I think take two on that would probably book him the gig. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't one. audition for this one. I did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, well, there you go. So, uh, Bradford, you obviously coach. And so how can people get a hold of you? Uh, HastingsVO.com is my website. Uh, I al- always offer a 30-minute Skype session for free just to kind of, you know, get to know me. And then, and then I can kind of assess where you're at because, you know, look maybe I'm not the right coach. There's a, there's there's lots of coaches out there that do a great job. So right. yeah, uh, HastingsVO.com. And you can coach remotely? Like, is there a tool you prefer to use I use, to I, I, I use, God, I use everything. I use Skype, Google Hangouts, Facebook, whatever. Whatever they need to, to get in and, and, and do the work is, is totally fine with me. Awesome. Well, it's always nice to know what kind of tools uh, the coaches are using. And, and that's just one thing to say is a lot of people do coach remotely. So mm-hmm. for anyone listening, you don't have to go into a workshop or, you know, to someone's actual studio to get this training. A lot of what this coaching is about is is being able to sense something through what you hear. I just want to thank you so much, Bradford. This has been a real treat to get to hear you, to see you, to see your dog. Now we know cabbage. I think that that's a highlight for sure. That's my baby. So, yeah, yeah I learned so much. Thank you. Oh, cool. Yeah, My pleasure. Perfect. My absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. So, so much fun. Great. Well, I guess that's it for us. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Jones. We love being on this journey with you. We wish you so much success. Happy auditioning, everyone. 